Need a website for your business, but not looking to break the bank for one? I've got you covered. Hi, it's me, Ashley M. Lyle, founder and CEO of Blacken and host of the Black Queens on Stage podcast. And yes, I also have a website business, Sites by Lyle. I can create a dynamic website for your business that will showcase your work, wow potential clients, and close more sales. So contact me on my Instagram at Sites by Lyle to schedule your free 30-minute evaluation so we can get you started on your new website. Welcome to the Black Queens on Stage podcast, presented by Black Literature and Art Queens Network, where we bring our queens to the stage. Welcome to the podcast where we honor and acknowledge Black women performers and discuss racial issues within Michigan performing venues. My name is Ashley M. Lyle, and today I am joined with a power couple in the music, in the Michigan music and dance industry, Kyla and Moses. Hi, y'all. How y'all doing? Hey. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> good, good. I was just telling Kyla, I am so excited to speak with you guys because you guys are like a dynamic duo. I I watch your guys' stuff all the time, and especially Kyla's because she's part of the Believe 3 movement dance company, and it's just amazing the amount of work that you guys do. And I just before we started, I was gushing so much about how much I love those music videos. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Let's get started with this interview, okay? Let's get started. All right. So describe your style of rap, Moses, and your style of dance, Kyla. Should I go first? Of course you should go first. (laughs) Okay, so my style is basically just raw. Everything I've learned was from like just Highland Park, dancing in the hood with my friends, and then going to high school, and then I started dancing at DSA as a contemporary dancer, and then after, I came across Believe 3, and I auditioned from him, and then he just kind of like molded me to who I was already becoming, and so it was a really, really good experience, so I would just say raw, real raw talent. Hashtag full out Kai. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's nothing but talent from every, uh, from the music videos that I've seen. Yeah, she's like a legend, to be honest. She's she's so modest. But for people that know who I am, I'm not that modest. My style of rap, <laughs> once again, uh, my name is Moses. My style of rap is just, I don't know, real, real player and real, real hustler-like. You know, I always wanted to be Jay-Z growing up, so. <laughs> so modest. So modest. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you both have like a particular favorite style to your artistry? I would say performing. I guess it's just like, I guess heels and then hip hop. Now, hip hop wasn't my strongest at first, but since we haven't been able to get into the studios because quarantine, we've been dancing outside in gym shoes. It made me a better dancer at hip hop. So I really don't have a favorite at this point right now since I haven't been dancing in heels a lot. So I would just say performing in front of the camera would be my favorite part. What about you, Moses? You know, to be honest, I never wanted to be an artist. So I just like the art. I just like music. I love music. I'm one of the, I'd rather be behind the scenes. 
I like producing things, creating things. But, you know, being an artist is hype. That's just about it, you know. You get kind of wrapped up in that world. But, yeah, I prefer to just chill. (laughs) Okay, so do you guys have any long-term goals for your careers? I want to own my own dance studio and company after I learn all that I can learn from everyone. You know, just take everything in like a sponge and kind of just make myself better at what I do so I can teach everybody else, teach the younger generation, upcoming generation, and yet to come. I think that's really it for me after I learn what I learn. Music. I just feel like I'm going to do it when I feel like I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But right now, I'm focused on the... Little fine, bigger bags or long term bags, and becoming what I always was, what I always been since I was little, which is an entrepreneur. Mm. So I'm taking that risk right now and whoo, trying to trying to soar and fly high with that. Cause yeah, you you have a, a freight truck company, right? Yes, I just started with my partner um, Terrence, a general freight transportation company. So like right now we're doing, we have a, a fleet of trucks, and we're doing dispatching, freight broke. Well, we're gonna get into freight brokering, and we're doing uh, freight forwarding, so, sort of like what Amazon does as well. Mm. So that's nothing to play with. Okay, so. What does a day of rehearsal look like with Believe 3 Movement Dance Company? Ooh, stressful, but <laughs> fun at the same time because we are family. Come in, stretch, kick it a little bit, then get straight into it. Snooky don't waste no time teaching, and he is very impatient when it comes to teaching choreo to dancers because they should already get it. So he's really a hard ass. <laughs> I will say that. And he's really good at what he does, as in training girls, sharpening their uh, mind skills to making making them better. He's really good at that. And that's really it. Just crashing, cramming down a lot of choreo. Mm-hmm. I, then I, I would just completely fail in his class because I have two left feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I would get frustrated with myself easily. I'm an actress, mm-hmm. but I do musicals a lot. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there's a lot of dancing in musicals, and I'm just like, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you? No two left feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you prepare differently for each music video that you've been in? Do you have a, a? And also, do you have a favorite music video that you've been in? I would say keep listening to the song because once you know the song, it comes naturally to remember it because that's really the hardest hardest part of learning to dance and performing it is making sure you know the moves because when you get tired the moves just fly at you and you gotta catch the music never stops so either you you step up or the music is gonna step on you it just never stops I would say like definitely learning the music learning the beats that's in the music that helps me learn better to make me a better performer and Mm -hmm. my favorite video that I was in recently will have to will have to be the Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion Savage video That was one of the first ones per pandemic. (laughs) Thanks, COVID. (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, and 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 I'm not trying to say be thankful for it, but if it wasn't for the the lack of cars in that parking lot, because I know exactly which parking lot it is. Oh, that was the emptiest parking lot I have ever seen. (laughs) Right. So when, when you guys practice for these videos, do you get like a video ahead of time or is it just right there at that moment when y'all learn the first few steps? I, I guess it's different with everybody because 
some people will already come with a concept prepared, ready to teach you what it is. But then some people will just, okay, we're going to get the steps down and then figure out a concept later, which is backwards to me, but a lot of people do it. But Tanuki, he usually just tell you what he wants and then you just come prepared. Come prepared on what it's going to be. If he say like, oh, today we're going to do like some jazz funk. You already know you about to hit some cat, cat, cat. If he say it's about to be chilled. Tiana Taylor sexy. You know, you have to put your heels on. It's just, I guess it's a way of how they teach. Mm-hmm. It makes you know what you got to do. Yeah. Okay. So Moses, this is a question for you. For your songs, what does the writing process look like for you? Do you write Do you write your own songs? Yeah, I write all my own songs. I don't really write nothing down. Most of the time I'm doing something all day, every day. So I just keep mm-hmm. an extra handy and I just put on a beat and kind of just freestyle until I get it right. Sometimes I just go in and just record the whole song brand new. Well, yeah, I don't have time to write. Maybe one day I'll you know, sit down and write something. Maybe it'll be the best thing I've done. But right now... I'm giving y'all what you, what, you, what I can give you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So who do you draw your inspiration from? My first answer would be myself. My second answer would be what whatever popping song is going is going around or whatever, or something that nobody really knows about. I guess I some type of vibe I got to be in for certain type of songs. So I'll put on whatever is hot, you know, see what they're doing, see what I don't want to do, mm-hmm. and just do me. <laughs> okay so do you have a favorite song that that you recorded they're all great songs everybody check them out <laughs> <laughs> so so for both of you how have you progressed as an artist well i'm sitting back i guess i'm in an observing phase right now i haven't released anything since maybe last year i'm observing i don't think my time is now you know you got the we got the females that's doing the thing right now they don't, no, they doing that damn, doing thing. damn thing right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's time to just for me to just to sit back and and be grateful. That I can witness some amazing shit going on right now. Like Beyonce just dropped Black is King. I just understand on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. On Disney Plus, like <laughs> I think it's time for people just to take stuff in, sit down, and it's it's just amazing to see a lot of Black women going so crazy and just having a ball doing it right now. So right now I'm just enjoying the art. Okay, for my answer. <laughs> I'm going to say, just knowing that the lifestyle that I wanted to do is just like, it takes more than just dancing. It's like my health wise as well. I just went vegetarian and it's so hard, but I can, I can feel it in my, in my waist. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I'm more lean. I'm fit. My core, yes, is strong at this point. So I guess just taking better health actions is what's making me a better professional and better in my career. Okay. And, and, you know, kind of responding to what Moses was talking, <clears throat> excuse me, was talking about in regards to the female rappers doing their thing. Currently, one of my favorite indie underground rappers, uh, she's a nerdcore rapper. Her uh, her stage name is Crimson Alchemist. Okay. And I love her. Yes. Uh, she was just one of my guests. Her, uh, her, her episode just came out earlier this week. And on the 27th, I should be specific. And that was just such a great interview. She was talking about her EP, 4-H, and the significance behind it, which is just so romantic and it's beautiful. Just 
from you bringing up Crimson, I just gave her, it's, it's kind of ironic because I just commented on one of her posts maybe a couple weeks ago saying like, I remember way back. My people know I've been out here since 2013, whatever. Seven years as an indie artist and just knowing the, even the changes that occurred in the Detroit underground world scene. You know, I, I used to see her at the cigar bars and everything, not even performing, just taking us in, you know what I mean? Studying us, seeing what we doing. And now she's a beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to give her her props. She doing her she doing her thing for sure. Shout out to her. I'm going to have to check out that 4-H for definitely. Yeah, it's... Oh. It's, it's really great. It's really, really a fantastic EP. So Moses, what does your audience normally look like when you perform? Is there a difference in energy based on who's in the crowd? Yeah, definitely. You know, you got your little Yachty crowds and then you have like a Moses crowd, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> My crowd is any, anybody that want to listen to something that's true and real. I got a great beat behind it and some real words. Wherever you want to feel that, you'll come to, to a Moses show. So do you feel a, a difference in energy between men and women, black and white audience members? No, even when I, when I first started out, literally, first my first mixtape is called Alchemy, and it's still on that pit right now. I used to go by the name of Michigan Moses. Mm. I was in undergrad at Northern Michigan University, which is in the upper peninsula of Michigan. There's not a lot of me out there, you know what I mean? Mm. To the point where I'm getting invited to perform in woods with those type of crowds, people playing my music in the cabs, driving around the city, gas stations. If you want to listen to some real music, no matter what what the hell you look like or what you're doing, you're going to listen to some good music. And that's my type of people. Okay. So Kyla, you've danced for some big name businesses and big name people, mm-hmm. like Wild and Out. I saw a clip on your Instagram page where you were one of the Wild and Out girls. And you've also performed with Beyonce as well. Is that right? Incorrect. Not yet. Oh, oh not yet. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Way to put it out there. Way to put it out there. It's, hey. Listen, because I, I can't wait. <laughs> well, I'll answer that question for you. Uh, Carla has done music videos and concerts. She's definitely a part of the Dirty ENT family. She's been on tour with Nelly twice in the United States and outside the United States. Overseas. Overseas. She's done Essence Festival. She's uh, been in the Rick Ross and Swiss Beats music video. We've been on BT Awards. We performed with uh, Anderson Pack and uh, Anderson Pack and no. Yeah, uh, Corday. Corday. Why, what is it? Why? 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 Before Corona. Corona did take me out the game. She just got back from overseas when Corona was going crazy. We was actually supposed to be another two weeks, and then we had to come back because Trump. Trump <laughs> was trying to keep us overseas. He was like, man, we can't come back. They tried to so keep messed up. up. So messed up, right? I'm like, uh-uh, get me on the first flight out of here. But to kind of piggyback on my own question, what was it like being able to perform for such big name groups and people and, and businesses? What is that like? How did you get those gigs? What did the audition process look like? Hard work and dedication. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, so the first time that I would audition to be 
Actually, I, w- I didn't have to audition for Nelly. I just got kind of pulled in from the choreographers to dance because I danced to his song at Essence Festival, which was like a couple months prior to the first tour we had. And working with the artist is really stressful at first once you start dancing because you're like, you don't want to mess up. You don't want to say the wrong things. You don't want to do the wrong things. You got to make sure you are on your P's and Q's every time you're around this artist. So I would say pretty, pretty stressful at first. And then once you you know the routine, everything is on the go. It's very fast paced. Your back hurt because you're sleeping on tiny little bunks on the on the road in the um, tour bus. And then you gotta wake up. You gotta go to the stop. You gotta get dressed. You gotta take showers and a community shower. Then you be up all day because your your set time probably not until nighttime. So it's like it's like it's like jail. <laughs> it's like you getting paid to be in jail. <laughs> Like, you can't ever forget that you're at work. Regardless of how how much fun you're having, you're going to them parties at nighttime, just know you better wake up and not be hungover to do a whole hour set. Because, you, like I said, you're really not getting no sleep on the bus because you got some people who want to party all night on the bus because they just had a full show and they feel like they should party. And then you got the ones like me who wants to talk to their fiancé because that's the only time that she can talk to her is when she's on the bus to go to sleep. And sometimes the hours be different, so you got to catch them when you can. And this lady loves to sleep. When I'm not around, I can't never catch her because she was knocked out. But... I don't think you're just telling it off. <laughs> that was so stressful. I was like, oh, my God. It's like you can't wait to get in your own space, but you're like, dang, this tour life is fun. It's, it's something that you want to do, but it's, you got no privacy unless you're in your hotel room. And that's one side of a week. So <laughs> oh, wow, days out of the week, you're, you're parlaying with everybody. <laughs> I mean, on the bus, <laughs> squeezing around each other to get past, mm. but it's fun. It's fun. It's fun, <laughs> but it's jail. <laughs> get down to the nitty gritty, stressful, back hurting because you're doing an hour show every day in a different state every day that's why you gotta blow up so you can have your own tour bus with your dad i'm about to become an artist <laughs> so i can be in the front <laughs> I'm be in the back so kylie do do you also sing uh-huh no <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing i am i am going to be come i'm gonna be a rapper <laughs> i'm coming for everybody's job but no, I don't sing. I don't sing, but I can sing. And I'm really good at actually making songs. Art is me. Okay. I am art. <laughs> and I am sensitive about my shit. <laughs> Hashtag Fair Kabadu. And you know, the thing about being an artist is that we're, we're just not one dimensional, mm-hmm. you know? We're, we're definitely not one dimensional. I have a friend, she, I, I literally call her a Rubik's Cube because she is an actress, she's a director, a stage manager, a musician, classically trained, a tap dancer, she's a martial artist. Mm-mm, go Exactly, mm-hmm. she can, she can, <laughs> she can play you some music and whoop your ass too at the same time, so. <laughs> I'm playing with her. <laughs> you say, y'all like, what? <laughs> and I was just talking to her last night and she was showing me her notebook full of uh, Korean notes that she's taking because she's also learning to speak Korean. Oh, exactly. Wow. She does it all. She literally does it all. And I'm so astounded by her. 
Hi, my name is Kyla. My name is Moses. And you're listening to the Black Queens on Stage podcast. So here's here's a question for you both. It's a bit of a serious question. Okay. You're both Black women in the field, mm-hmm. in, in artistic fields that are dominated by cis men and cis white women. Explain the challenges and obstacles that you've both faced as Black women in your respected careers and how you overcame them. I wouldn't say that I had any problems. Every job that I've taken professionally have been Black owned. So, what about what about the men though? Like, what about the black man that's giving you the, the jobs or the gig? I can't say nothing bad. That's good. I I haven't had any racial discrimination towards me yet. I don't know. I'm, I know it happens, but I haven't. I haven't had that experience yet. That's lucky. That's I, can't, yeah, I know, and I re- I can't really talk on it because I haven't had it. Mm-hmm. But my fiance Lydia has because <laughs> she she works with corporate, so <laughs> she should take this over. <laughs> Just like your friend who does 50 million things just because, I too <laughs> like to dabble and do 10 million things at once just because. <laughs> As an artist, I would have to say definitely the black men are ridiculous. They really hate to see a black woman with some common sense mm. get anywhere close to them or succeed in, in any type of industry, to be honest. Those those of us that have a little bit of common sense, a little bit of knowledge, and a little bit of, of a voice, you know, we get we get shitted on for lack of better words. I could, I could go on for days about <laughs> stories or whatever, but I could write a book. Oh, tell her about the, um, when you were pulling your truck and then the white man from the other building, the gunshot caught um, somebody on y'all. Yeah, definitely give me a story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, recently, I'll give you a truck story because every day on the road is an adventure. Like, I literally have to buy a camera and put it in our truck. It's ridiculous. We purchased two commercial vehicles. We're located in an area where it's like multiple warehousing units and office units. It's kind of weird. I don't know, but it's in like a suburb of Michigan. One of the the, the tenants in another unit, two units past us at the edge of the uh, facility, called the landlord and almost called the police on us because they didn't know, quote unquote, who trucks those were. Mind you, we have our signage on our trucks. We have signage on our office doors. You know who we are. You know what's going on. The landlord knows what's going on. Before we even, you know, sign the lease, we have to tell them what type of business we're going to conduct <laughs> in his unit. To the point where they literally, quote unquote, call every tenant to figure out whose trust those were. And they didn't know if they were stolen just and just placed there. I'm like, what? Wow. It's ridiculous. Every day is something definitely black educated a lesbian what else am i a woman this is ridiculous wow (laughs) the plight so in situations where excuse me where you've come across sexism within like um in the rap game Mm -hmm. how did you overcome those situations do you have a a story relating to that as well here's the thing when i first started out for lack of better terms I was the shit. <laughs> and everybody wanted something to do with me. Contracts being thrown around within the city and with major record labels. But once again, going back to me having a brand and them realizing that just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I'm not going to say anything or step up for myself. And I think just me being black and gay and a lesbian, it just frightened them. Like, I don't, is she going to turn to a, a man on me? Am I dealing with a female today or what's going on? Black men, for lack of better terms, are threatened by females like me mm-hmm. on many occasions in many situations especially if, if they popping like me or got some money like like i do i'm a threat you can't control a threat 
<laughs> She's so modest. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it's unnecessary for Black men that are within the artistry to even be that way. You know, it's it's unnecessary because y'all are y'all are out here trying to get the same bread mm-hmm. and together what is wrong with you right like the the best that you can do is actually just work together and lift each other up that's the best thing that you can do the bare minimum mm-hmm. that doesn't take any money any true effort that should come effortless to mm-hmm. some one thing that that i remember crimson saying that she's grateful for is that she has a male manager to you know to help her manage her career and because he watches over her like a like a little sister, he blocks all that stuff from her, you know. So like any anybody that's trying to screw her over in in any business deals or whatever, he makes sure to to handle that. And if there is anybody that's trying to come her way and block whatever kind of deal that she's trying to get get done, or somebody's giving her an attitude or something, he blocks all of that for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's good to have people like that within your inner circle as an artist to help block that kind. Kind of stuff all right i definitely can uh, agree uh when i first started out that was one thing that i did do my first manager was a, a black man mm-hmm. and he would his name was dog face <laughs> crazy guy more more modest than i am <laughs> and i mean that in reverse <laughs> but he definitely was my shield for a lot of things and i definitely like he saved me from a lot of hurt for sure <laughs> so i can definitely attest to that but that's just crazy that we even got to do that I mean, it's just the whole sexism thing. Yeah. The fact that you are as talented, if not more talented than they than they are, and it's just something something that they cannot handle. I was speaking to a, a burlesque performer. Her name is Lottie, and she was talking about how the different white women that are in burlesque that she has come across that have given her problems. They gave her such a bad. They gave her su- such a bad problem with what she she actually spoke up to something that they did that was racist. And by doing that, they ended up ha- making her lose her nine to five job. Mm. It was re- it, it's awful. It's awful, and it's not just that but just people we were talking about how when we work with people in our regular nine to fives that's not artistic in any kind of way how they just cannot handle that you have a second job and that second job is your artistry and and people just cannot get over the fact that no i can't i can't work overtime today because i have rehearsal or i have a gig tonight so i cannot stay overtime today and Mm. people just cannot get past that and it bothers them to their absolute core especially with friends and stuff speaking about difficult people i want you guys to think about a time when you had to deal with a difficult person while in the middle of a gig and how did you successfully interact with that person just to at least get through the gig you just got to remember that you're getting paid to do a job and you're not getting paid to have an attitude at the person that's standing next to you that you do not like they're not paying you they're not worth your time work with them because that is what your job description you know pertains know your lane do it get the job done and go about your ways part ways just stay professional so explain to me a time when you both had the opportunity to work with a diverse group of people i did a broadway um tour marvin gay play and it was just a different a different crowd i'm not used to broadway i never was interested in broadway but i had got booked to do one and i worked with white girls black girls and (laughs) black boys black girls it just was different they do work different 
and music, I never worked with a mixed crowd. Um, but in like corporate America, of course, you got them all, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work out for black people. <laughs> I just feel no works out for us. So, so how do you how do you both keep your mental health in check and keep yourselves performance ready? I know Moses, you said that you're kind of falling back on on the rap game a little bit, but before you know you slowed down with with rap, how did you keep your mental health in check? I mean, even with doing, you know, business every day, you know, every day, I, if you're on a business, every day you got to hustle for your business. So that's, you performing every day mm-hmm. <laughs> for real. And that's a whole nother level of performance because you for sure got to secure a bag. <laughs> you, you can't fuck up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, and plus I have another partner now. Like, it's not just one of my little other businesses where I'm, I'm responsible for myself. You know, now I got to show up and show out every day because now I got somebody else that's looking up to, you know looking for me to be on the same level as them. Uh, to be honest, a hundred thousand percent. I'm 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 one crazy mofo. My anxiety is at the the highest right now. Like the highest of the height. <laughs> Mount Everest peaking right now. Like, so, you know, I just got to chill. I got to come back to my family and I got to roll up. That's just that. I just got to. <laughs> like, there's nothing else going to make me calm. That's just, that's my, that's my paradise. If you don't got something that you can come home to and then you just be okay, then damn, where, where can you go? You can't go to Bella Noche. Where the hell could you go? For me, I would say that I don't really get stressed out. Things irritate me and it's like you have to fix it or just this is a loss and try to figure it out. I don't really get too too wrapped up in stress or something is overwhelming. What about when you on stage or when you trying to come up with dances for a class or like you got to dance, you still like finish? See, I'm just dance. like, it's going to come together. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> it's going to come together type of bitch, okay? <laughs> it's either it's going to come together or we're going to figure it out. I'm not about to stress about a choreo that's not coming to me right now because I got most of it. So <laughs> when I get in there, I'm going to improvise. I'm going to see what the vibe is. I'm a vibe type of girl as well. So I can I can add some parts in. If I'm like, oh, they hitting a boom cat, let me put a boom cat cat in it. You know, just improvise. Maybe. I don't really stress about it. It's going to happen. It's, what's for me will be for me. And what's not, it's not. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of mistakes have you guys made in your careers? And how are you better artists because of it? Listening. Well, I wouldn't say it was, it's a mistake. It would just be like, I learned that listening more helps you get everything you need, everything you want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, okay, the mistake would be when I was younger, I wouldn't listen as much. I still got a problem with listening a little bit. I just oh, feel like everything you. I do is right. You know, oh. I feel like anything in my career, I can't do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I just got to listen. So that was a mistake. Now I'm listening. I learned. <laughs> She's a girl. Anyway. What about you, Moses? Uh, mistake. I think because I didn't want to be an artist for real, I didn't really jump out on the ledge as much in my career as an artist. I didn't take that many risks. I kind of just floating by. Because to be honest, everything was getting handed to me, so I was just really cruising and like just enjoying it, I guess. But I'm I'm damn grateful I got to enjoy it though. That's 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 hype. That's why I'm like, when I'm ready to get back to enjoying that shit, I just hop right back into it. Like, they, my my people still around. They still wait. They go wait until I drop. <laughs> Period. So, do either one of you have any advice for aspiring artists? I would say keep practicing teach yourself go to classes 
Because the more you can remember a step, the faster you can remember a step is the faster you're going to get booked. No one wants unfit dancers, so eat right, eat healthy, drink plenty of water, exercise, work on your body because looks matter. Um, when you walk into an audition, make sure you're stage ready. That means hair, makeup ready, outfit together, the attitude on this is my gig. The way you talk, the way you speak, your energy, your face expressions because some people can have lazy bitch faces and they walk in a room <laughs> with a same-ass attitude and then you're not booked because you're unapproachable. <laughs> so I would just say make sure everything is you know together when you walk in a room with professionals right my advice would be be yourself okay she's modest <laughs> <laughs> man that's the word of the day the uh, word of the day is modest um be yourself I see a lot of artists in the city that's like just not coming out and stuff like that here's the thing some of y'all that's just not coming out and y'all, y'all didn't shot me your albums and stuff back in the day. And I told them that your album was trash because you weren't yourself. And I can tell. So if I can tell, everybody else can. And nobody likes. Are you talking not- about like coming out as I'm gay? Because <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, most, most people in this industry industry rolls that way. Okay, it's, it's not a secret. Let's just let's just be upfront about it, guys. Be yourself. Keep like Kyla said. Keep practicing. Write stuff down. Putting stuff out in the universe, I'm really not that type of a, of a person, but that's that that's that's true. It works, y'all. It's, it's that it works, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm not that type of person. I don't carry around chakras and stuff. <laughs> and hustle, nothing would. Nope. Listen, people can spot a fake, so just don't be it. Just be yourself, man. If you're authentic and you can look look into the mirror and you can be cool with who you are and what you're gonna do today. Keep doing it, man, and the shit is gonna come naturally. Cause if you if you tap in with yourself like that, what is meant for you will be, and what is not will not. She'll see it. the fucking way out the door. Don't, don't force it, y'all. Don't force it. <laughs> Life is like a ponytail. What is what that mean? Keep going. No, don't force it. <laughs> <laughs> Life is like a ponytail. Don't force it. I'm screaming. Now that's funny. Okay, so. We're reaching the end of the of the interview, and this last section is called the Queen's Request. Now, I would like for you to suggest to me one or two Black Michigan queens of any genre, whether if it's dance or poetry or burlesque, whatever, that we should be keeping an eye out for. W underscore Kyla. <laughs> I am coming. When I tell y'all, I'm coming full-fledged Beyonce 2.0, 3.0. Be ready. That's all you got. Did you say it has to be in Detroit? Yes, Michigan. Yep. So shout out to uh, W underscore Kyla. Oh, girl. Shout out to uh, Baddie Blair. She just dropped a line. Shout out to my sister, Aisha Mitchell. She's a PR agent. That's an art. She does what she does. She do what she does. Shout out to my, my homegirl, Ajane. She has, she's a um, hairstylist. Oh, no. I forgot. Okay. My <laughs> friend, she just opened a all-black studio, the a uh, choreographer is studio. The owner is studio. Her name is Cheyenne Baker. Her name on Instagram is Dance Addict. So you can you can sign your kids up. You can sign your kids up at her her studio. It's called Fearless Dance, and her name on Instagram is Dance 
D-A-N-C-E-A-D-I-K-T. Dance Attic on Instagram. Yes. All black owned. All choreographers is black. <laughs> and she did that by herself during the pandemic. Woo woo. Okay. <laughs> Right. Now, is there anything else that you both want to promote? Like, do you do you guys want to drop your Instagram accounts? I know you already did. Uh, I know. It's <laughs> again. So, <laughs> hi, my name is Kyla. My Instagram is hi. No, it's W underscore K A H L I A. And once again, that's W underscore K A H L I A. And uh, my name is Moses. Call me Moses. You can uh, follow me on Instagram at underscore I am Moses. I need some drivers, y'all. So anybody that's uh, listening that knows somebody with some CDL licenses or chauffeur's license, shoot me a DM. Okay. We're putting off our own. I'm employing all black people. Felons, we taking y'all. Veterans, we taking y'all. I'm employing all my people. Well, I enjoyed this talk. You guys you guys kept me in stitches today. I, I needed this today. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I really had fun. This was my first interview. Really? Well, good. Congratulations then. And double congratulations on your guys' engagement. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, you're invited to the wedding. All you have to do is uh, <laughs> bring your camera, your little uh, microphone, and say, we're live. <laughs> record this. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like okay. a plan. <laughs> Thank you again, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find Black Queens On Stage podcast and Black Literature and Art Queens Network at blackqueensonstage.com and blaqn.org. Follow me on Instagram at blaqnshowmichigan, on Facebook at blaqshowmichigan, and on Twitter at B-L-A-Q-N-M-I. You can find all this info in the show notes. Please rate the show and leave a review on Apple Podcast or on Podbean to let me know what you think of the show. Thanks again. Until next time.